Hey, it's Brian Hayes. It used to stress me out when things would break in my house. Not anymore, though, and I'm sure you can guess why. Jiffy. The other day, my dryer stopped working. Out of the blue, zero heat. But I didn't panic. I just hopped on the Jiffy app. John came that afternoon, and all my wet laundry was dry in no time. Jiffy saved the day once again. Download the Jiffy app or sign up at JiffyOnDemand.com with the code SPORTS for $25 off your first job. Jiffy, fast and reliable, home maintenance. What the? What the? Rocking out here. I love it. JP setting a tone. It's Thursday. Megadeth. Metallica. Metallica. (laughs) Just everyone's in the mood. We're less than 24 hours away from the trade deadline. Brian Hazio, Dog Jeff O'Neill, Frankie Corrado in here. Leafs, we uh, believe, will make it to Calgary. They may still be asleep in Edmonton. Who knows? Back to the Bruce concert. Yeah, maybe that that's what we probably should have played was Bruce Springsteen. Man, they must have had a good time in Seattle. Big, big night. That's a big night. Yeah. Well, it was like one. what factor was going to take over in the game? Is it like the three days off, maybe a night out, which... <clears throat> is never an excuse in the National Hockey League. I don't care if it was you went out the night before the game. Or the positivity, the positive stress of the new transaction, the new guys, which was going to take over. And they laid an egg. They laid a big one. It was it was They Math- got dummied last oh, night. Oh yeah, it dummied. was Matthews versus McDavid and there was that game did not have the juice. You guys know that I go to bed early and I was like, this is what I'm getting to stay up for that? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Couldn't even watch the third period. Terrible game. You could chalk it up and say it was one game, no big deal. I think there was a big missed opportunity there last night. And we always talk about when Tampa plays, they will muddy the waters in a 4-1 game, 5-1 game. And if this was last week's team, we would just say, it's just that's, that's the way it goes, right? But with the new chatter around the competitive spirit and those guys kind of saying they bring a little something different to the table, when Justin Hall is the only guy that throws a hit, and then answers the fight, no one else thinks to say, man, this is a great opportunity for me to just be a little bit reckless, you know, and just kind of get a little... It does, it's not even going to help last night, but it's just nice in the room, and even going into this back-to-back tonight to have that just a little jam. It kind of sends a nice message early on. It's a missed opportunity. The best part about the big leagues is, though, you get a chance to redeem yep. yourself tonight. But let's look back on that and say that was, that was nonsense. No, that was a terrible game. Listen... It was it was terrible on the Maple Leaf side of things. Full credit to the Oilers. They showed up to play. McDavid is possessed right now. That's five games in a row. He's got two goals. Five in a row. I remember six games ago, we were in here talking, saying, well, he slowed down. You know, there's guys that are on him. And what did right I there. say? And what did I say? I don't recall exactly what you said. But it's funny how you have memory loss whenever I say something. That comes to fruition. Why would I remember your takes? Because you we remember, sit beside each other, I don't, moron. It's in one ear, out the next. Yeah. You remember me. your takes, But if I said though, something I that was completely stupid, you remember that? That one I'll remember. It's like a bad beat. I remember a bad beat <laughs> and a bad take. Any of my takes, I can tell you the exact date, the the hour, the verbiage, I can give you everything. You pumping his tires, I can't necessarily cite that. I'm not saying it didn't happen, and obviously you were right. The easiest thing to do in sports right now, though, is to say, I think that 97, he might play pretty well tonight. Yeah, what's the easiest Dude, take that's right not now? What I, by the way, I think he's horny for 70. I 70. think he's starting to really have his eyes on 70, because he's sitting on 52, and he's got 20, he's got 20 games left, I believe. So he's got to get 18 and 20 
the pace he's on right now, he might blow past by the end of the weekend the yeah. way he's scoring right now. But I think those are those are the lofty goals, and I think they're reasonable because he is in freak mode. So he shows up last night. The Oilers have Ekholm in the lineup. They're at home. There's a million Leaf fans. There's buzz in the building. One team realized this is a marquee event. One team realized we're going to the playoffs like the other team. We got to find a litmus test somewhere between now and the beginning of April. And the Oilers decided to use that last night. Full credit to them. They played really well. And the Leafs were terrible. Yeah. The Leafs were awful last and night. It's, it's, it's difficult for Leaf fans to look at, look at it this way. But the, Bar- the Boston Bruins go in there, and it's going to be a 3-2 game either way. They're either winning 3-2. They're not getting dummy. They, like Frankie said, muddy the waters. They're going to do what it takes to, to not get blown out. And yeah. it's every night. They find a way. Whichever way the game is going to be played, that's how they're going to do it, and they're going to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of been cliche, but, man, like that Boston team's just in a league of their own. And even on nights, like they went into Calgary, what they have? Two shots at one point, they were getting dummied. Their like, goalie stood on his head. Yeah, but they find a way to win the game. That's yep. another thing. Like, I know it's McDavid. I know it's early in the game. That guy finds a way to make just a couple saves like that. And that's the thing about Boston, right? Like, you just you just find something along the way. Goalie makes a couple saves, or you get lucky. It's not even luck, but you just need something early. You need something early to keep you in that game. Well, listen, the the heavy lifting has likely been done here by Kyle Dubas. Maybe something happens between now and, and tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's still possible. And I think most of us concede that he's done a really good job, that they've added players, that they've brought in a lot of different ingredients. And last game, this, last night does not change that. It doesn't change who they are in terms of a big picture. You're just talking about it on a micro level. It was a night you expected more out of this team. So the, the two questions that will remain and the two burning questions that we're going to need answers on and Kyle Dubas is probably constantly thinking about, and he doesn't have an answer until we actually get there. First and foremost will be the goaltending. Oh, yeah. What happens? Does it hold up in the playoffs? How does it look? So what, Matt Murray is not playing tonight? Well, Murray has not been activated. So I don't. Joseph Wall is going tonight, which means I would assume Samsonov goes Saturday in Vancouver, Samsonov likely Tuesday in Jersey. So I'm not sure why Murray's even on the trip. Unless no kidding, man. He like, needs another day or two. Is but he if, done it? Like, it's worth asking the question: Is he done as as a leaf right now? Like, will he be a leaf on Saturday? I'm not convinced. I think it's a coin flip that well, he. What the either, hell are you bringing up? Like, what is he going to just say? I can't play. Like, I'm so injured, I can't play. Well, no, they'll just find a way to like. You think they can someone, flip him and bring I think someone they can else? Find in? a way to get rid of that contract or something. I don't know. That seems complicated. It's possible. I wouldn't put anything past Dubas. I wouldn't put anything past that position still being a potential position of need, one that makes you nervous. But Murray, I think the question is twofold. I don't know if he's going to play, period. Like, even if he goes somewhere else, is he going to play somewhere else? I don't know. Because, by all accounts, the ankle just flared up. There was nothing really there that they found on the MRI. He hasn't played in months. He... When they were leaving Toronto, he said, I'm taking the trip. I feel good. Basically, I'm waiting for the coaches and the medical team to tell me that I'm good to go, which is not the way it actually works. You guys are really taking the shine off of my good feeling. I'm not going there. I'm just saying, you asked the question, Wall's no, playing. I don't, it's so a that's scary your scenario to think that you're looking for a goaltender to start in the playoffs at this particular time of the year with well, one day left of potentially doing that. That's scary to that, me. The last time that happened might have been that St. Louis team that went out and got Ryan Miller. 
Like, that's the last time I can think of a team that said, we are getting our number one guy at the deadline. Well, the Edmonton Oilers went and got Dwayne Rolison right before they went to their run to the right. Cup. Yeah, but I, how how often does that happen? No, they're it's not, not get, often. The Leafs are not acquiring someone who I think shows up and is ahead of Samsonov. Yeah, I think they could, man. Who would that be? Jonathan Quick is in Vegas now. He just got flipped. So shout out to Columbus. I had a late <laughs> night. I had a late night with Al's brother formulating things. We were on cap friendly. So we what do you? What did you two cook up? I'd love to hear this. <laughs> Al's brother and Frankie Corrado. This would like be brilliant. Time him or something? No, we text a lot. Al's brother. As if there was a TSN 1050 power rankings of people who answer their phone in a timely matter manner and text back, Al's brother would be number one. He is quick on the trigger. I'll yeah. grant him that. He is. But late at night, he, he writes back. I he writes know, I never back. sent him a text. I was doing a late Montreal game, ten thirty start in San Jose, and I got Al's brother sending me ideas. Really? Yeah, we were. All right. So, what did you guys cook up? Let's All right. See well, this. like this. I can't. Here wait we to go hear this. now. What do you two if, geniuses have in store What if for you? Us? What if you could try and get that John Gibson from Anaheim? <clears throat> okay. Okay. Forget about the contract being a monstrosity afterwards. Your team is in win mode now. Okay. If you tried to bring in Johnny Gibson and Frankie Vitrano, okay, who's a goal-scoring winger. So you're adding pieces we're on adding top pieces. of that. Okay, I see. Yes, all right. Okay, so you need about 10, 10.2 to go out the door. So that would be Murray, Hall, and Kerfoot, plus a big prospect, plus that first-round pick. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I just, Did you hear what this man? This guy's on our show right now. These guys are. This is a. This is a group chat. This is between, a professional show. I this know is that. what me and Al's brother are coming up with yes. late at night. Like this is a scroll. You guys are scrolling through what the two of you. No, no. You you you, you, you didn't say the word right. Trolling, not trolling. scrolling. This is trolling, not scrolling. You're okay, right. Okay, so you just got an X on that one. Is there another scenario? Like, Al's brother had another one. Okay, I, I don't. It. I'm not going to. On this road. We I cannot listen to road. you two give me the E4 on why something could happen. <laughs> I the just Al's don't brother. see it happening. Yeah, yeah we, need don't. A, we need a whole new vernacular <laughs> for breaking down the two of you coming up with trades. Yeah, I don't know if Gibson wants to go. I don't know if An- Anaheim's looking at it. I don't. Again, you got to think beyond this year. I understand where you guys are going, but I think Samsonov is likely your number one guy. The question is, who is your number two? Is it Murray? If it's not, do you have to get someone so that's not Joseph Wall? But... That is a question, and yeah. that was going to be a question anyway until something happened between now and 3 p.m. tomorrow and then leading up to the playoffs. But if you put that aside, and let's, let's, let's be a glass-half-full type of show right now and say Samsonov goes in and plays well, gives them adequate goaltending, above-average good goaltending, not the reason they're going to lose a series, which is effectively what Campbell did and more or less what Anderson did. When he was here, he had some really good series, and then he couldn't get it done in the biggest moments. The next burning question that everyone is going to have is the star players on this team can they get it done? Like, do they have a burning passion to win? Do, are they killers? Because this will be the seventh playoff performance for Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Riley. And the fifth for Tavares, but he, he technically didn't really play in the Montreal series, so basically the fourth. That's a lot of sample size for a group of guys who can look on their flanks and look behind them and say, we got a pretty good team with us here. Like, we got a pretty, Ryan O'Reilly's here now, and Camp is a good player, and Achari, you got a pretty good depth. Let's say your goaltending's pretty good. You got Keith behind the bench, a good, adequate coach. Dude, when you, what say you got? Ch- when you say the chips are all in as far as Kyle, the work he's done bringing in all these pieces, and he's done a fantastic job, 
it's all in for everything. There is no, because I'm dreading Duthie asking me after the Sports Center hit, whatever happens, and if it goes south, he's going to ask me for the seventh straight year, do you think they need to make changes next year? And I'm not even, I'll walk out of the studio. I can't do it. Because well, there's no question that if you give them another opportunity, and the counter to it is someone's going to come back and say, because it always pops up, and there's some truth to it, the Ovi comparison, where he was 32 when he won his first Stanley Cup. It's like... And and that's where I don't know where it lies. Like, do you can you wait until these guys are thirty two years old? I don't know. That's a long time to wait. Yeah. And everyone in two thousand and twenty three is very impatient. Everything is at your fingertips. Could this market? Could us? Could anyone wait until these guys are thirty two years old? The other thing you're waiting for is when is Boston going to actually take that step back? When is Tampa actually going to run out of gas? And we've been saying it for a while now, and it still hasn't happened. So the window hasn't closed on that team, on those teams. So you can't just presume it's going to happen one day, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's the path. We see it. The path has been there. Mm -hmm. The path was there against Columbus. It was there against Montreal. Didn't happen. Well, their path is right in front of them, Frank, because you know what? You can talk about David Pasternak on the Boston Bruins, who just signed a massive new deal. The Leafs have Mitch Marner. Yeah. Mitch Marner has got to look at that and say, "I got to be." If they if they do end up in a playoff series, whether it's Braden Point or Pasternak, Mitch Marner's got to be better than them, and he can do it. He is a superstar player, not just a star player, a superstar player. And the King Daddy Topper, the best player in the Eastern Conference, the second best player in the world, wears number thirty four for Toronto, and. My old man told me, when you have one of the best players in the world, you'll always have an opportunity to win. And a lot of times, the team with the best player at that particular time during the playoffs will win. Mm -hmm. So can he be that guy is one of your burning questions. Absolutely. And that, I think, is really what we were driving at because I, I thought he was terrible last night. That's one of the worst games I've seen him play. Matthews was awful. Pedestrian. Pedestrian. And for it to be a big game like that where you're welcoming new guys into the room and you got 97 and you could tell 97 and his mullet and his stern-looking face were ready to play He's last night. got a night. mullet? He's got a moulet cooking, man. It's, yeah. it's high and tight. Like It's not a full duster yet, but it is a moulet in progress. And he's kind of ornery, isn't he? He looks like he just wants the puck to drop and he yeah. wants to kill people. Yeah. And that's what he's doing right now. And that's exactly the the fact is the only time Matthews is on the ice where he can look across the ice and say I'm not better than that guy is when the Oilers are on the ice with him. There isn't an excuse for anyone else. Like that's that doesn't mean you're going to be great every single night. That's not what anyone's saying. No, you got a clip. I've talked to you about this before. You're clipping at an 85 percent rate. You yes, have some stinkers, some average games, but 85 percent of the time you're paid to be on top of your game. Absolutely, that's just the the, the flat out truth. And that has not been the case with him this year. No, does is he a rounded player? Of course, he's supposed to be. The amount of excuses being made for, for Matthews this year because he's a 200-foot player, he's supposed to Dude, be. Dude, that's great. I appreciate You're the You're the greatest shots. goal scorer in the world. You are the best goal scorer yes. in the world. You have got to be a right. dominant offensive force. Dude, he has to. I appreciate the block shots. I appreciate the fact that he doesn't force things, and he's you know oftentimes he's there defensively. That's all great stuff. That should just come with the package of scoring a lot of goals. And the thing that is standing out right now is when you watched him play last year, Whoever went, he went up against, it was like they didn't have the puck all night long. And I understand it's McDavid last night. It's a lot of times. But a lot of times this season, it's like 
you don't see that dominant force where it's like Matthew's line is on the ice. Good luck. You're not touching the puck all night long. We okay, haven't seen that yet. I'll give you one yet. counter to that. Okay, Jonathan Taze wasn't the best player in the world. He wasn't the most dominant player, but he was damn good come playoff time. Mm-hmm. So if that's the type of game that he brings to the table to help his team win, go ahead and do it. For sure. For sure. It doesn't have to be score two goals every night. Obviously, that's ideal. Taves put up some pretty good numbers, though. He scored some big goals. Arad, pull up Taves' playoff numbers when they won Stanley Cups. Okay. <laughs> right, just, Go ahead, Arad. We're going to have a professional show. Let's do it right. Let's, like, do, it right. All, but, Let's do it so right. So we'll see, we'll see in April, obviously, what he yeah. does, but... That's, I would like to see. I would like to see signs of it now. Yes. Like, I don't want to just expect come game one. It's like okay, here we go. There That's it difficult. Is, right? to I just ask. want to see the signs. It's of It's difficult to ask for anyone to flip the switch to the point where you get to your top regular season game plus. Like that's what we're talking about. Hit like any star player, any player. Period. You have your regular season. That's your top. It's got to be that plus like 10% in the playoffs. Sure. You got to go above it. So it's not just get back to where you were during the regular season last year. You got to be that plus another 10%. And I think, you know, again, the goaltending debate, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. I think all these guys are going to mesh in. They're veteran guys. Uh, this is not a reaction to what happened last night at all. I, no. I like the moves. I like where they're at. They're still a very good team. They're going to finish with 110 points. I think they have home ice. All that's coming. For me, 34, between now and game one, he has got to spark. He's got to spark. He's got to be a rock star in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. What we're, the point we're getting, at, what we're getting at right now is he's in a fog right now, and he's not himself. Right. He needs to snap out of it. Ideally, he would do it right around now or just before the playoffs and then carry that in and continue his play because he is the key to all of it. It's not placing any... Any expectation on him that you wouldn't any other superstar in any other sport? Because that's what he is. He's the reigning Hart Trophy winner. No, I know. Last year, he was the best player in the game. He deserved it. He got the Ted Lindsay. All his players around the league said, that's the cat. We're not, I'm not asking David Camp to be the best player. I'm not asking Sam Lafferty to be Pasternak. If you're the best player, you got to be the best player. That's it. Yeah. That's not, that's and not all this stuff, the Acharis and Rileys and Aston Reese and everything, Lafferty's, them contributing and, and them being gritty and doing all the things they do, that helps success on top of the star players exactly. doing their thing. It all filters When, when you have a game and you come out of it and say, yeah, our third or fourth line was our best line that night, you didn't win that game, right? And the thing with Matthews and the expectations, you can say, you you can't say we're being hard on the guy because he's established those expectations with his play. This is not make make believe stuff that we just came up with. Like this is he established that last year, mm-hmm. and now it's up to him to find it again. And he can't. And that that it's it's more than capable of happening. And if you're the Leafs, you got to believe that all these guys are going to be ready to go, and they still they still got time. Right, you got twenty-one more games to go to get get cooking. Yeah, I expect a response tonight. Well, it's a back-to-back. Like that's the beautiful thing, right? Like you have that feeling. Whatever you had last night, I'm sure it wasn't a great feeling. You heard Sheldon Keefe say it was unintelligent and and purposeless. Like Mm -hmm. that's those are pretty harsh words. There should be a, a there should be some emotion coming out of that game last night. Yeah, it's funny those kind of comments earlier in the year. People, I think, would have responded differently. There would have been a, a public apology. Yeah, it would have been, well, you know, be careful with those guys. And it's like all these moves, even within the organization, they're focused at like the five or six main guys. Like you guys, 
We've done everything we can. But you we, can't brought, ask that much from those other guys. You know what I mean? Like well, you got to ask from it from your big boys. That, yeah, those are the guys you're targeting. Yeah, of course. Like you can bring a, a horse to water, and can't make it drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a joke. <laughs> we, we have come up with some nonsense garbage. Yeah, there is some ridiculous stuff. I have no idea what a rod just sent me. He <laughs> said nonsense. <laughs> this is Wayne's world. <laughs> <laughs> this email, I'm looking at it, and it's I don't. It's I don't a get clue it. to a treasure chest in the Bahamas <laughs> that you have to be a mad scientist there's to figure. There's weird not, numbers not highlighted. There's something. It's not yellow. even a real email. It's not <laughs> a real email. Yeah, I don't know what's. I'm gonna crack the code. You we'll did come us back. dirty with that email, dude. We'll come back and crack the code. With Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves in the playoffs. How many points was he putting up? What kind of numbers are we talking? Leafs Flames tonight. The Raptors are in Washington as well. We'll start. Tia Nata. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 4. All right, so to recap, we've got Frankie Corrado and Al's brother manufacturing goalie trades that the Leafs are going to pull off. Late at night. Late at night, and we are trying to break the code of Arad emailing us the stats for Jonathan Taves during his three cup runs, and we have figured them out. Wasn't a lot to ask. It wasn't a lot to ask, but we figured it out, and it's all good, and now it makes sense. To Arad's credit, it was us that couldn't figure this out. Taves won the Conn Smythe in 0-9-10. Had 29 points in 22 games. Seven goals, 22 assists. That's a rock star. That is a rock star. Second cup, he had 14 points in 23 games. Third cup, he had 21 points in 23 games, 10 goals. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I guess not Wayne Gretzky in the 80s, but... Now, do we need to ask a Rod to pull up the regular season numbers for those three I years? Think Let's, not get out of Let's not ask <laughs> a Rod. We have cut communication that off of the Rod like a lot. for yeah. the rest of the day. We don't need, you know, full-blown sweating behind the glass. But, yeah, yeah Taves... Uh, listen, he was an example of a guy... That was in his prime. Like, he was a stud... That 2010 year, man, he won the Smythe, the gold medal. Wasn't he on the? Wasn't he voted into the Olympic All Star team too? I think probably because he came on the scene and he was young and he was a rock star. Like Babcock was playing him into the ground. That's how good he was. Like Sid Dude, he won was a rock star right from World Juniors. Yeah, he knew this guy was going to be a rock star. Big moment guy. He had a rock star 15 years, man. Yeah, World Juniors shootout goals one after the other. Stanley Cups. I think his first game, he had that outrageous goal. Against he, Colorado. Yeah, oh, against Colorado. Right. That was right. just dangled everybody. It's, you wanna, it's an incredible stretch. Yeah. You want to talk about like crapping your pants on the ice? I remember it was one of my first games playing against Chicago, and I, I, was, I got caught on the ice, right, late in a shift, and I can hear Quenville from the bench saying, get him, Johnny, get him. <laughs> Get him, Johnny. Just like chewing <laughs> on mustache. cigarettes and like, <laughs> yeah. Get him, Johnny. I'm like, oh boy, he Man. is on route. Quinville was wild behind the bench. <laughs> get him, Johnny. <laughs> Some of his like mannerisms and like, remember when he grabbed? He was he went for the crotch grab and was like yelling at the ref. Oh, like, that's right. It's like, Q, what are you doing, man? He's fired up back there. <laughs> like, we get it. You're excited, but holy, yeah, um, yeah. That 
That's probably not great for confidence when you realize the opposing coach is really happy. Salivating. You're on the ice. Oh, yeah. And Johnny is <laughs> on his way. Dude, when you're a first-line player and the third set of D is stuck out there on an icing and you hop over the boards, you are licking your chops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like walking up to the buffet and you're first in line. Mm-hmm. You're like, gimme, gimme. Yep. That's the reality. <laughs> that is the truth. Um, but yeah, credit uh, credit the Oilers and and what they did last night. They've also picked up Nick Bugstad today, so they bring in Ekholm. They bring in Bugstad, who's you know a center depth. I like probably that. play the wing a little bit. He's got some size. Well, Big they might have lost Yamamoto. He got looks like he had a concussion. It's mm-hmm. second one. I I don't know how many he's had, but. He just recently came off of one, so he could be in trouble. So they had to get, grab somebody, I think. I got a lot of time for Ryan Nugent Hopkins dropping the gloves there, he's too. He's sneaky and, tough. Yep. He, like, he's fought a couple times. He Western had that fight kid. up against the bench in the playoffs That's last right. year. I think it was in the playoffs. Who were they playing? Was Remember, it not Colorado? It might have been. There was a, It was a weird fight along the bench, and then that started. All hell broke loose. There were multiple fights after that. But, yeah, he, he popped Hall. Like, Hall dropped his gloves, too. To his credit, he threw the hit. He saw him coming, said, let's Dude, he go. Was, he was, I give him credit. Like, I know it wasn't a great night for him and Morgan Riley together specifically, but give him some credit, man. Like, he was throwing his body around. He fought. At least he had some kind of jam something. or energy. Message something, was man. Message was sent. He's even in a battle. He's in if, a battle. Yeah, and even if you're frustrated, go out there and show it. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Bugstad is, is on his way to... Uh, to Edmonton, in, in terms of what's going on in the East today, Tyler Bertuzzi, we wake up today. It was later in the morning, but he's on his way to Boston. And it sounds like Hall, he's been placed on long-term IR, so he's out 28 days or 10 games. Maybe he doesn't play again during the regular season. We're not sure. And Felino is banged up. But let's assume Hall finds a way to return. You bring Hall back into the fold, now you mix in Tyler Bertuzzi. It's the rich getting richer. It's laughable. But what, like, what really does Bertuzzi do that, like, I like him a lot as a player, but does it improve their odds that much more? Like, you're what, looking, is, it, what look, is it adding? You're, like, you're looking for a guy in a, in a close game to, to score a big goal. But I think they had that anyway. Like I, I agree with them. You added. You just get another one. Yes. You get another one. And it just ups your chances. He agitates. Now you got a team with... With Bertuzzi, Marchand, and Hathaway, like that team is going to go out and chirp and, and hit Frederick, and fight. That Frederick, Frederick is, is such a pain. He's tough. Here's, too, here's that the kid. thing too about adding Bertuzzi to that team, right? Sometimes you put a player like that on a team. Let's say, let's just use Toronto for an example, right? Because we're here, they don't have that. We've talked about it. They don't have that disposition. Let's say so. Maybe it, yeah, it doesn't gel as much. You just put him in there. It's just like feeding a pack of wild wolves, right? More. Because you know he's going to start something where everyone's got to get in, and they just and that feed is a mentality. Each other more, yeah, you got to have that mentality that you're willing to all do it. Pack mentality, man. Whereas you know, like one of these guys, maybe one of these new guys on Toronto, they're going to try and stir something up. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily bring everyone else in with him. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, uh, Mike Johnson will join us in about a half an hour. So the Raptors are, are back in action tonight. They're in Washington. No load management that we're aware of, but there's. This J.J. Redick, I'll give him credit. He is making some noise. Like, J.J. was a really good NBA player. He was a great college player. And he's a good analyst. He does stuff with ESPN. He's got his pod on. But all the, all the current players go on these podcasts all the time. Like, there is nothing else like it in any other sport. Well, it's good because he's, they're his buddies. And he's just like, hey, man, can you hook me up and come on the podcast? And they, they're all like, yeah, 
happy to come on. Like, J.J. just recently retired. He was in the league for a long time. He's a respected guy. So Paul George was on the uh, Old Man in the Three podcast, J.J. Reddick's podcast, and they were load management continues to come up. Charles Barkley sparked it again recently. He was on first take crushing these guys about load management. And yet, the poster boy of load management is Kawhi Leonard. Like, Kawhi, he... Invented it. Invented load management, and the Raptors invented it with him, and they both paid off. Yeah. It paid off in a championship. And, and because it was so successful, because he missed every fourth game and he didn't play back-to-backs, and it was a plan that everyone knew was coming and everyone knew was going to be orchestrated properly, and it paid off in a championship, it gave every other team an understanding that that's probably smart business. So Kawhi's in L.A., and he's obviously teammates with Paul George. Here's what Paul had to say about load management and the effect it's happening on uh, or it's having on players today. There wasn't that many injuries. There wasn't time to take a load off because you like you felt good to play. You know what I mean? And I think now it's just it's 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 tough. It's tough because it's it's almost the, the reverse. They think by giving us time off, it's helped managing our bodies. But in honesty, I think it's just making us weaker as players uh, without without putting that load and strain to our bodies. That is interesting. I agree with him. And it's how many guys want to strangle that guy right now? That's the thing, though. It's it. What is intriguing to me is it's starting to infiltrate the players. That it's starting I think, to bring up the the idea of laziness. Yeah, that you're that we're soft. Yeah. That they're treating us too soft, and we don't want to be perceived as soft. And and I like it's the same thing happening in baseball with pitch counts and what you do with the arm and how often you throw. Tommy John is like. It's a rite of passage in the in Major League Baseball now. Crazy. If you if you have a career that spans three plus seasons, you're getting Tommy John. That wasn't the case 20, 30 years ago. You were done. Well, if you got it 20 or 30 years ago, you were likely done. That is a part of it that they know they can recover and they'll be okay. But now it just seems like guys' arms are so strained. And I know they're throwing the ball a lot harder. Now every team's got a guy who can clip triple digits on a gun. That did not happen back in the day. But the science is telling you, take a load off. Yeah. Don't practice as much. Don't play as much. Don't throw as much. And yet the injuries are racking up. So how does it add up here? I will say this, though. Maybe people are thinking it's like a one-size-fits-all approach where you just treat everyone the same and say, okay, you played X amount. This was your pitches or this was your minutes on the court. And you say, okay, you're due for a night off. If you're healthy, you don't need that. If you're mm-hmm. healthy, you just want to stay in a rhythm. Kawhi, when he came to Toronto, he had like tendonitis issues, overuse kind of issues. So maybe for Kawhi in that moment where he was at with his body, it made more sense. But to just force it on guys and say like, this is the routine, this is what we're doing now, it's not, it's not the same for everyone. Not everyone is what Kawhi was when he was playing for the Raptors. I think it's a bigger picture issue, to be quite honest with you. The culture of sports in desperation recruiting kids and kissing ass at a young age and giving everything to everyone. Okay, you don't want to do this. That's fine. Rory McIlroy said it about the golfers. He's like, you tell me guys can't show up for 13 events. We're getting soft. It's this, we just catered to everyone. So it's desperation. It's whatever you want. We'll give it to you. And when the players have so much control, it's they just want to continue to see how much they can get. mm -hmm. Oh, can I not play tomorrow night? And the coach says, no, you don't have to. The guy's like, okay, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I want to keep doing that later on in the season. 
Like, you got to put your foot down sooner or later. Charles Barkley's bang on. It's like, what the hell are we paying these guys for? Well, you make $35 million and you can't play back-to-back games? Give me well, a break. I, I think it's got to be on the players to drive it, right? Like, there's an understanding. And They're driving it not to play, Brian. No, exactly. But you got to be wired that way. That's, I got an appreciation for what Paul George just said. Anthony Edwards said it recently as well. At the, at the All-Star game, I believe, he said, I'm playing, man. Like, I want to play 82 games. Like, why would I not want to play 82 games? And that has, that's what's got to swing it. That's why I think George saying this is meaningful. Like, it possibly symbolic, possibly the levy breaking. Because the levy's right. going to break if, if they come to a smart mutual agreement that is 70 games. The games are spaced out, they're more intense, there's more build up and excitement to them. Shorter season, 70 games. I don't know. Even but that, know though, they... is a concession. Like, it's already gotten to a point where Silver, they've knocked out, you know, three games in four nights. They've knocked out a lot of back-to-backs. They've given bye weeks. They're they've staying given... in cities. They're, they're not doing the, the travel The Raptors now. are doing it right now. They're, yeah. they're in Washington tonight. They play again on Saturday. You know, everything's private bird. Everything's five-star. Like, there's already been so many upgrades compared to what it was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, there's players. On top of it, the money... Is is you're talking guys making forty, fifty, sixty? And then million. I played in a small market in Carolina, and I believe things have changed recently. But it was like, in my opinion, first class everything NHL. But when guys come and play for the Leafs and they play for the New York Rangers, and things are dialed up a little bit, like you go into practice, you got to have a chef there. Guys can't get up and go make their own breakfast. They can't go for breakfast. because yeah, guys won't eat. Guys will just show up and they won't eat. But it's how crazy. pathetic is that I to know. even say that out loud? I they know. need a chef there for breakfast. They need a chef to make them food to bring home. I talked to someone that said after games on the road, he would go into a meal room and it was the mandatory, like, full buffet for the team and no one would eat it because they'd go out and eat somewhere. So all this food was sitting there because they oh, demanded I've seen it. That one. And they never he said he would take the steaks home for his dog. Yeah. yeah I I've seen that maneuver. <laughs> Insane. Done. It, it's it's mostly done on like a, a stayover after a game on the road and you go to the hotel and it's like you talked about. The buffet's unbelievable. Boys are like, now nah, I'm gonna go to Earl's yeah. or something. Okay, so why do you else? need the buffet life. then? It, no, Knock it off. No kidding. But the other thing, it's like now everyone, all these guys, NHL, NBA, they got like their Cairo guy that comes and sees them on the road and they're flying people in so as much as you talk about everything being first class they have their own guys they're bringing in as well so it's such an overload of all hey, that you need kind of treat- stuff you need treatment you, you do, need Cairo, sure. you need art go ahead and do that but that other stuff it's but like, that's so you can play oh like that's, that's so you can be out there and but playing. if i was a coach or a gm i'd be like guys what do you think of this we got a big game on the road we're going to chicago but we're all business and we're gritty and we're staying out of Best Western. <laughs> no way it goes down. And we're going to roll it old school. We're going to take a yellow school bus to the game. And we are there for <laughs> business and business alone. I think you're on to something, at least as like a test dummy. Someone give that a shot. The problem is if it works. Like, you know what like, I mean? Like going old school. Detroit I don't want anybody to shave for the next five days. We're staying at the Never Best West. Team services or a guy? motel. We're taking the yellow bus and we're going to be angry. Team Never services guy is going to get sucker punched right in the face by multiple people if that happens. Well, we wh- stayed at a Marriott once, and I guess it wasn't up to like NHL standards. 
And there was some chatter in the lobby. Let's right. just say. Let's just I, I say that. I don't get it. I went on a golf <laughs> trip in December, and me and my buddy stayed at a Best Western. Gorgeous facility. Great spot. Great spot. Yes. Yeah, but you're talking. I understand that. But like, you're talking about the PA. You're talking about negotiations. You're talking about. I think that's give and the take CBA. the owner, the CBA, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I don't care about any of that. I don't care what a guy makes. I don't care what a guy does with his free time. What he eats. What he drinks. I couldn't care less. What I care about is: Are you going to play? That's what matters. Yeah. Are you going to play? All of it is secondary. All of it is completely irrelevant, quite frankly, for the average fan who is not privy to all that, doesn't have access to it, doesn't affect their life. Dude, they do it. They turn on the TV at 7 and say, oh, the guy's not playing. Guy, someone like, commuted an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half to get home, busted his ass at work all day. 7 o'clock, he just wants to see the best player on the court yeah. or on the field, but it's, and he it's, doesn't get to see it, so he gets rattled. on a lot of different parties to figure it out. Like It's on the players to drive it home to have a passion for it. It's on the coach and GM to push for it. It's on the owners to ultimately come back and negotiate and make sure that it happens. As I don't, I don't know. And, and also, like what Paul George is saying, as we get back to the actual club, you would think there'd be some players, and maybe they are out there and they're just not talking publicly, that would push back and say, like Giordano's a perfect example. Mark actually is. Mark Giordano is saying, I'm too old to take time off. That's effectively what he's saying. He wants to play. He has to be on the ice. He has to get in the gym. He's afraid that if he takes his foot off the gas, the gas tank will go dry. Yeah. He's afraid of that. And guess what? He keeps playing. He doesn't get hurt. It's a mindset, man. It's a mindset. I'll tell you what. He's like, I'm ready to go. I want to keep playing. You want to get to the highest level, and you know this. It's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. So why is it that when you get to that level, unless you're really hurt and you have lingering things like Kawhi did, right, and it was executed well, you don't need voluntary time off. Like, if you're healthy, and you should be in that mindset because that's the mindset that got you there. Or else you wouldn't have got to that level. It's too hard. Too hard to get there. Yeah. Well, listen, that's where we're at. So, we'll see. Shout out to Paul George, though. Paul George. Thanks for the content, Paul. Well, I mean, because everyone is going to link that comment to Kawhi. Like, just go right up to Kawhi and talk to him. Go have words with Kawhi Leonard. Apparently, Kawhi's routine in Los Angeles was quite something. Like private area to warm up with before the game, oh, his yeah. own people. It was. There's some Russell Wilson. It's going a little on much. There. Yeah, there is. Also, there. by the way, like with that team with with Russ has been so unimpressive. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They've lost. They were on three. So unimpressive. Not good. No. KD looked pretty good. Suns looked pretty good. That's what you As expect. They should. They're playing Charlotte. What else would you expect? <laughs> of course, they're going to light them up. Buzz yeah. City, man. Come on, dude. Yeah. Don't put respect on their name. Buzz City. Put some respect Buzz on their City. name. Uh, Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst in 20 minutes. Johnny is in Calgary calling the game tonight. Least Flames. So we'll start teeing that up with him. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 4. All right, Mike Johnson will join us in about 20 minutes. Leafs in Calgary playing the Flames tonight. You can see a lot of Leaf fans in the building. Should be an electric atmosphere. I think Calgary's facing more pressure than any team in the league right now to get cooking. They got to get wins. They have to get they, wins. They're running out of time, man. They're running out of time. And Markstrom's going to go tonight. That's the right play. You got to run him probably into the ground. And how many do they got to leap over? Well, they're the, the the ninth place team in the West because it, you know a lot of these like St. Louis has dropped off, Nashville's dropped off, but they need they pass, five points. Like Winnipeg and Seattle. Yeah, they're, Winnipeg's they're sliding right out. now, too. 
Yeah, that's the problem. Is it seems like one of those two teams. I think Winnipeg will stabilize and still probably get in, but Calgary's five points out and they got twenty twenty one games left. That's not a lot of time. No. Now again, Nashville, St. Louis, Vancouver—they're gone, but it's tough. Especially when you have to figure out like goaltending at this point. Like you know, Markstrom has it, but he hasn't had it all they year. They talked about it. Their, t- their organization, Daryl, even touched on. He said he's our guy, and he's got to get it done. Yeah. There's just no other way around. Very That's simple. It, yeah, Very simple. You, like Vladar is not the starter. He wasn't supposed to be. Team was designed with Jacob Markstrom being the guy. You got to yeah. keep going back to him. And they've they've been hiding him all year. They were like, okay, yeah. we got a big game, but Vladar's playing now. It's like you're the one that signed the big contract. You're the number one guy. You have got to get it done, dude. You live and die with your big boys making the money in this league. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. So Johnny's coming up here. In uh, in about twenty minutes, we're tracking the Arnie Palmer as well. Where our boy Nick Taylor is three under today. Nick Taylor is making moves, and that is our boy. We played with Nick, right? I didn't. You did, because remember, I left because you took over for my spot in the pro am. Mm -hmm. Why that happened? We should have both been playing eighteen holes. I don't know why we weren't. I'm sure this year at Oakdale that will happen. Positive. I'm not. I'm you caddying for you this year. I'm not playing. You're not going to pick up a club. I'm caddying for you. I'm disappointed in that. I want to let me Dude, drop a couple of balls around the green and, and see what you got at a minimum. I mean, I'll roll a couple putts. Yeah, a couple Texas wedges, <laughs> just to keep the <laughs> the history alive, right? Texas wedge. Person. I can't believe. And by the way, being... hang on a sec. The comment the other day about playing for you want to play for a hundred bucks, just me against you, strokes involved. I'll do it. You, you got to get your cap dialed in, and then I will absolutely do that. Because then it's it's a, just a fair game. It doesn't matter, right? Like if the handicaps are where they're supposed to be. Yeah, you're a, it's apparently you're a five, better. and I'm a zero. No, I'm so not a five. Oh, I'm not a five. you've been chatting so that you're a five. For two months, he's a five, but I'm then when it comes five. to gambling, it's going to be a nine. What did no, you tell no, no, Brooke no. Henderson your cap was? Here's what I said was. What did you tell Brooke I Henderson? Said low index five point two. What does that even mean? That that's. You it's know, there's compl- a little there's discrepancy index, there. And then the, the, yeah. the handicap is usually about three strokes more than that. So yeah. when I was at my best, I was an this eight. This guy is pencil whip. It's a pencil whipping is what it is. No, it's the truth. You can't I'm win. Probably... It's a pencil whip. You get screwed on the handicap before the match starts. That's not you true. Have it's not no a chance You're talking sandbagging. I wouldn't sandbag you. But you're the one that you always say you're a scratch. And then if we were actually playing in an event, you'd probably say you're a three. Like, what do you think you'd actually be? Dude, let's talk about what's in front of us. It's me versus you. I'm a zero. You're a five. You get five shots. So you're giving me a stroke on the five toughest holes. Do you feel confident with five shots no. against him? No, not no. really. What if you get to pick the track and the tees? Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter because the cap is still going to adjust, and it doesn't really I know, matter. But at least I'm like making you five birdies around, and you got to yeah. answer that. I don't think I, I think you'd need to give me more strokes. I think I'm probably a ten, and you might be a two. I probably Whoa. need probably eight. I'm thinking probably eight. I've that seen you both play. I've seen you both play. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with eight. We'll start with we'll eight. We'll figure it out. We don't have to. We don't have to clarify anything right now. It's not like we're about to. But tip I it. just love when it's for vanity reasons. And Brooke Henderson's on the phone. No. You're like I'm a five. I said at my best, the index was five two. Frankie, am I talking to a wall here? You know the difference I, I, between a low index and your handicap. I understand. I understand where where I kind of get lost in the shuffle here is if you're talking to a pro golfer. And you tell her you're a five just to kind of sound a little cooler. Obviously, I was going to try to pump my own tires. What do you think I'm going to say? I'm a 12? <laughs> I might be right now. The problem is now that's on the record. I have played five months. Yeah. 
Yeah, listen, she doesn't care. You think Brooke Henderson cares at all about what my handicap is? No. It I'm was just pulling just up Brian such a Hayes gutless here. comment from you, though. It was just like the comment, like, well, she oh, asked high school, it, but like, how much do you bench? How much can you, you bench? You were the one that was asking her how she would feel about shooting right, putting left, and then she asked me what my handicap was. Yeah. And I said, at its height, Low oh. index, which is all <laughs> no, okay. So here, I just I just pulled up the Golf Canada app. Okay, shout out ahead. to our friends at Golf Canada. We yes. love them. Shout out Brian Hayes, Coppinwood Golf Club handicap index seven point seven, low index five point three. So five point three, five point three. So maybe oh, okay. does that say if you're cooking on a good day, no, you're what, a five? What, what, that what, what does that say? Okay, I'll explain this, and I'm sure a lot of people could care less. When I was at my best, I was putting in scores and I was playing my best. I got my index down to a 5-2, which means the, the tees I was playing at, I was playing as an 8 handicap. Okay. So if we were playing and you said, what's your number? I'd say it was an 8. 7.7, I think that's a 10 or an 11. I, right? only, Might got be one, 11. I only got one rule when, I, when I'm giving that amount of shots. You want the shots? I'll give you 8. But guess what? We're taking it all the way back. That's no, the, because the, the dude, the that's numbers the deal. Adjust. You want to be a hero and take the shots? You <laughs> Why can would have I play them. The tips? We're going all the way back. Why would we play the tips? Because if if you're a man, that's <laughs> what nothing you'll, to do. Yes, with it is. Well, if you really you want can to have the shots. Ever, all of my buddies say the same thing. You want those yeah. shots? You can have them. That's not we go the way, all the way That's back. not the way it works. Yeah, if you really want to squeeze them, you make them putt everything. Gotta gotta hit the hole. Oh, you don't worry about me putting everything. It's this cat that would have an issue with that. This guy, Mr. Four Foot, I'll take it and walk. I putt everything out unless it's within a foot. Really? I I am gonna these are bold <laughs> accusations now. Oh, no, they're not bold accusations. You just said something thinking it would hurt me. I did. It would hurt this I'm guy. I'm going to sue you. I do not do that. <laughs> well, maybe four feet is a stretch, but... I think if you're playing for, if you want to play putt everything out, that is going to benefit me. I guess. No, it's just, really, a hundred percent. Control the opposition's golf ball. You want to say pick it up, you, you pick it up. That's what it should be. It should be that way. Okay. But that means if it's coming down to eighteen and we're tight, I'm probably going to make you putt out a oh, I would foot putt, so. foot and a half, right? Yeah. We got to close the match out. We do a match play or stroke play. Match. I like that even more. <laughs> <laughs> I am very comfortable in a match play scenario. Very comfortable. All right. So it's eight shots? Well, we'll see. Yeah, well, it, we don't, it doesn't matter. We're not about to tee it anyway. Six weeks away. I felt it in the air, though, coming to work today. It's, it's around the corner. It's six weeks. It's happening. Well, listen, we get the players next week, and, and we got... Like the na- the Masters are a month away, effectively. Yeah, like it'll yeah. be Masters week in a month. You guys want to do the national this summer? My buddy Mike is dying to take you guys out. We've He's been talking dying. about that for three years, dude. Yeah. Three years, and every time someone's like, "Well, COVID, they don't allow sir, guests." We can't blah, have blah, that. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you're a five point three low index. We can't allow it. You know, we'll get out there. Sure, we'll get out there. If you can make a way, you make, want? I'm gonna make it happen. You make it happen. All right. Is that where you want to go? It can go down at the Nash. You don't want any part of that smoke, buddy. Because I'm going in blind. I've never played the Nash. You know what? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Put it on the line. All right. Lock it in. Hour two coming up. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app.